to More Than Child's Play with your host, my mommy, Lacey Maurice, and my Aunt Nicole Surgeon. They're authors, therapists, and most importantly, mommies. And man, can they talk. So sit back and relax and learn from their village. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the More Than Child's Play podcast. This is Nicole, and I'm joined by my friend Lacey, and we are here today so excited to talk to you about our 2020 holiday gift guide. Um, Before we get started, if you could do us a favor and um, follow the podcast or go to iTunes or whatever your podcast however you view podcasts and just give us a follow that helps small and upcoming podcasts like ours get views and to let other people know we exist. And so we would really appreciate that. If you haven't found our 2020 holiday gift guide yet, if you head over to our website at milestonesandmiracles.com, click blog. It's the latest entry. So we're going to talk you through some of our selections for this year's list, why we chose them, some fun ways you can use these or gift these, and you might want to pull that up as a reference in front of you. So Lacey, why do we love doing this? Why do we pick these things? Let's talk for a minute about how we make our selections. Well, I think first and foremost, as parents, we always want to buy our children gifts that they're going to enjoy, but also we want to buy them presents and gifts that have a benefit for them, developmentally speaking. You know, we want to give them a toy that we think is going to make them smarter or going to make them talk more or going to make them learn numbers and letters quicker. So, um, you know, and I think as therapists then for you and I, we've made lots of suggestions about what toys are appropriate, what toys maybe aren't the best toys you know, through our jobs and through our work. So I think this list was born out of that um, that desire to provide ourselves, but also other parents with a list of toys that they could rely on as being appropriate for their kiddo for their age or being, you know, applicable for a certain area of development and kind of guide parents and gift givers for children in the right direction, you know, to be able to spend their money wisely and know that they're making a good investment in a toy. Right. My husband jokes that during November and December, well, I guess we don't go to very many stores now because of the pandemic, but he could often find me in the toy aisle giving unsolicited advice to grandparents about why a certain toy should be chosen or not chosen because we spend a lot of time on the floors of parents' homes and we see which toys are um, really enjoyed and which toys are flashy on Christmas morning, but almost always forgotten about 10 days later. And sometimes they're not the things you think. They're not the it toy. Yes. Every year, you know, Back in the old days when we used to go into homes to do therapy, <laughs> feels like forever since we've been able to do that. But it would every year at Christmas, there would always be one or two toys that you'd see in almost every single house. And then, you know, but oftentimes in a month or two, that toy would be in the corner collecting dust. You know, so kudos to those people that are marketing that toy because they sold it to those parents well, exactly. obviously, if they bought it. But it's not always, you can't believe the marketing hype because those toys aren't always the best. They aren't always the ones that your kids are going to like in the long run. Correct. Um, We also 
We've always talked about forever toys and how we hope that if parents are making the commitment to purchase a toy, to, to gift their child with something meaningful, that they'll choose a toy that's a forever toy. And what we mean by that is when you look at that toy, can it be used multiple different ways? Does it require something beyond pushing a button? What happens when the child's imagination is magically mixed in? So for example, babies can bang blocks together or explore them with their hands in their mouth. Toddlers can build castles with blocks. Older kids can role play and build communities where people have different different jobs or different roles in the community. Blocks can be used as a gross motor game to jump over. Um, School-age children can use blocks when doing math problems. There's so many ways blocks could be used through the years in different ways when creativity and imagination is applied. So we try to choose some toys that, that do that because we think that's really, really important that a, that a toy doesn't just serve one purpose. Um, right. right. And I, a, another definition of a forever toy to us is a toy that doesn't do it, do it all for the child. You want a toy that the child has to make that toy work. The child has to imagine what to do with it. The child has to put the words and sounds behind that fire truck versus pushing the button that makes the sounds for them. So that's a forever toy too. I think a good way to define it is the less the toy does, the more likely that toy is going to benefit your child. Correct. We've done this list a couple different ways over the years. We've organized it by age. We've organized it by area of developmental domain. Um, This year, we did that a little bit, but we added in a few different things. Particularly, so many children are learning from home, either in a hybrid fashion or full time. And we know that um, parents are really, you know, it's, it's, it's a stressful time for families. And so we, we thought about that when we were making our selection. So we added a section for supporting academic learning through play with some hands-on tactile multi-sensory toys that could be used to enhance those lessons at home because we know that's the way the brain learns best. Um, there is certainly a place in time for writing and papers, or in this case, computers for a lot of kids, but it's important to add in that multi-sensory tactile approach because the more senses you get involved with learning, the more um, concrete that learning will become for the child. We also added a family fun section because like it or not, we are spending more time together. Um, and so we, we took some suggestions and did some research to plan some fun things for that section. Also, we should note that we have our daughters here with us today. Um, And so we have two teenagers, Layla Grace and Olivia. And then we have an elementary school age child, Ella Kate, and she's going to chime in on some of our toys that are appropriate for children her age. And Olivia and and, um, Layla Grace are going to talk some about the teen selections. Teens are often hard to buy for. I know Lacey and I can say that having teens ourselves and we've heard that from friends. So they've chosen some things. There are in-house influencers and we're going to let them chime in as well. Anything else we should add? Oh, this list does contain um, some links, mostly Amazon, Amazon affiliate links, but there are some links to other things that aren't available on Amazon. 
We are a small business. Obviously, we love small businesses. Local toy stores are in our heart. And this, their existence was hard enough before COVID. It is exceptionally hard now. We did link these um, items to Amazon to for your viewing ease. And because there are some families that follow our podcast that have medically fragile children who cannot um, visit in-person stores, but we should encourage you, if you are able, if you have a near and dear toy store to your, ha- to your community and near to your home, please consider seeing if any of these items that you're interested in are carried um, on their shelves. Because you may pay a dollar or two extra, but keeping those um, special places for children to eventually return to to try toys is so important. Yes, agreed. Okay, so we're going to get started talking about our ultimate baby list. And I was kind of excited for us to put this together because not only are there fun toys, but this could be used at Christmas or for a baby shower as well. It's just a nice place to have some of our favorite toys we use during therapy um, in one spot. Yeah, these would also be some good first birthday gifts, even yes. you know, to keep in mind down the throughout the year. So good point. So the Fat Brain Toys Whirly Squigs and the B Toys Whirly Pop. And the suction cups from Fat Brain Toys. Those are all toys that will suction to a window, a door, a wall, um, or really any surface, a tabletop. Um, They're great for fine motor. They're great when you're working on upright vertical play, either in sitting or standing. Um, You can place them at different locations to have children reach in sitting or standing. As a PT, I love those. Yeah. I think, man, talk about bang for your buck. My favorite under the baby list is those $4 stacking nesting cups. Yeah, they're wonderful. Are a price, I mean, they're priceless, really. And and a toy that I often give as a part of a baby shower gift, sometimes just because they can be used in the bathtub, they can be used just during typical play. Um, You can stack them, you can nest them, you can hide things under them. Eventually, when um, the kiddo gets a little bit older, closer to two, and you start working on matching colors, if you have different colored blocks or balls, you can match the colors with the cups they go in. You can put snacks inside to work on pincer grip. In a smaller surface. I've lined those up for um, kids to step over or jump over. They can be pretend teacups. I mean, those... They're great. ...cups need to be in every baby's stocking this year. For sure. I would also say the Fisher-Price Pig. My oldest daughter is 16, and that was included in her first Christmas. Um, Yeah, Classic. That one has become a classic toy, but I will tell you, and I don't mind that it has music behind it and buttons and it requires batteries. However, I prefer that 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 sound be turned off because as a speech therapist, I want the kiddo to make the noises. I want the parent to model the noises. I want the parent to model in, 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 out, out, out. So, you know, if, if I am in your home, I'm going to recommend that you turn that toy off and remove the batteries, but it is so good for fine motor and kiddos like that repetitive, put it in, take it out, open, shut. 
Yep. It's I love too that the coin can you can put the coin in for them before they're ready to do that and it will rest and they can use their full palm to push it down. Yes. Yep. So it's, it's definitely progressive. Yeah. Yeah. It is for nice. sure. Um another favorite is the O ball is such a lightweight and easily grippable toy for a young baby. Um, but it's also super fun. And we paired it with the playful, um, colorful scarves because babies love those scarves just to play with and feel and get that multi-sensory texture approach. But also you can shove those inside the O-ball and they can use their pincer grip close to 10, 12 months if they're there to pull those out. Mm-hmm. which is super fun. You can play peekaboo with those scarves. I mean, they're real jump up and um, look for them to work on balance with tilting your head backwards and sitting or standing dance with them. They're a good bang for your buck at $9. Yeah, yeah they are. And lastly, I'll just say the mirror under this list. So, you know, you often see baby mirrors and we put them on the back of this car seat for them to look at themselves, you know, when they get their car seat flipped around, uh, we put them in the crib, but I think the mirror, you know, a a child safe mirror should stay out all through toddlerhood. Kiddos love to look at themselves. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's a a good way for me to encourage some imitation of oral motor movements, imitation of sounds. Because again, working on body parts in the mirror, identifying facial body parts, mirrors, you know, child safe mirrors, that's a a gift that can grow with the child. So I like those. For sure. And I love to pair that mirror with the tummy time mat. Yes. Um, you know, some kids, you just have to alter tummy time a little bit. We can do a whole podcast on that later, but the, the tummy time mat does seem to be a nice distraction for kids to pat at. And also it's comfortable, um, especially for kids that might have belly upset to play on it while looking in that mirror. It's a great motivator to lift their head on their tummy. We have a couple musical, um, we have the shaky eggs, and um, a classic music set. Those are definitely toys that grow with kids. Yep. Those are good. What else? Basic, a nice basic block set um, that can certainly grow and is a really nice size for that age. Not every baby can pick up bigger blocks. I love those cube blocks. And the rainbow um, stacking set, that can also be used a ton of different ways through the ages. I actually, um, through quarantine, worked with a family, and every time the child, it was an older child, picked that toy as part of their um, therapy routine, and we did countless activities with it. Kids love that rainbow set. It's it's simple, but it's it can really be used in a number of different ways from basic exploration to balancing and stacking and, again, jumping over, lifting it up with your foot. There's so many things to be done with that. And just from a language perspective, you know, I think a parent would look at that rainbow toy and think, oh, let's just work on naming colors, which it's okay to name the colors in the rainbow. However, talk about cars going under the rainbow, cars going over the rainbow, you know, like expand that language out a little bit. And it's not always, you know, the first thing you think of when you look at that toy, you just think colors probably, but it can be so much more than that as the kiddo gets older and becomes more verbal. So, right. And then if you keep looking, you know, there's certainly some others on the list. We won't name every single one, but they were chosen, you know, with size in in mind. Uh, Baby toys, especially in those first six months, need to be smaller and lighter for them to grip properly. Um, I love the wooden um, dangle 
um, play set from the wood, the little dove play set. It's simple visually infants at that age really only see black, white, and red held very close to their body. So it's funny. A lot of times early toys are pastel, but I like some of those simple visual toys because they can see that contrast more specifically and will be interested in it at an early age. Yes. But Nicole, you know, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing we put on this list. I just, I can't imagine what it might be. (laughs) It's one, two, three, just play with me. And here's why peeps. I know it's a shameless plug, but you as your child's parent are the best toy for them. And our product, one, two, three, just play with me. It empowers you by educating you on what's appropriate at each stage of a development for your baby. And once you have that knowledge, then you are, you know, you have that power to know that what you're doing with your child is making a difference. And it doesn't matter what toys you have in your home. If you are aware of what your child should be doing, you have those strategies from the cards that you can, you know, put into play with your child that's the best thing you can do for them. So again, exactly. And we created it with starting with conversations like this, like the one we're having now, we took suggestions from basic items that we have seen or used in people's homes and paired those suggestions to match the development in each of the five areas of development for the first three years. So that definitely grows with your child. If you have an expecting or a new parent on your list, it is definitely um, a resource that will that will last you f- through the first three years. Absolutely. Okay. On Moving to your on. favorite area, Nicole, gross, gross motor. motor gifts. At the top of the list, I love this adorable yoga mat. And the accompanying mindful yoga cards, because I, sitting in my house in West Virginia doing telehealth, am thinking about all those wiggly little kids, especially elementary kids, but all age kids who are in front of screens all day. (laughs) And, And I am happy for their safety and the mindfulness that's gone into that. And also I am worried they're not moving as much as they should. Now, that being said, Let's be honest. A lot of times they're not moving as much as they should when they're in school. But if we're looking at silver linings of this situation, it's that if they are home, you have a little more control on their movement and their breaks for movement. And so that yoga mat and those cards are great things that can be popped in for brain breaks between Zoom sessions or at the end of the night, if everybody's had a stressful day, um, Just, I love that. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You can't go wrong with a ball pit. Um, I put the balls there with the ball pit. I've also seen people be really creative and put those balls inside their bathtub without water, put them inside a plastic kid's tub. Um, Yeah, a pack and play. Yeah, great idea. Kids love ball pits. (laughs) And it, it can grow with you, right? You can sort those balls by color. You can throw them into a target. There's so many things you can do. And we promise you won't be picking up those balls forever because we both had ball pits for our kids. And yes, yes, it was a pain for a while, but honestly, it won't be forever. And it's worth it. It keeps them occupied. Correct. Um, it is nearly December and there's a beach ball on the list. And here is why. Um, kicking and catching are developmental skills, whether your child's going to play a sport or not. They help with body coordination, hand-eye coordination that carries over to other tasks. 
the easiest way to teach your child to catch a ball. And so many kids I feel like aren't, aren't even exposed to this is to deflate a beach ball a little bit. It's a big target. That's easy to catch and kids love it. They love to play ball and it's so social and interactive as a family and a beach ball isn't going to break things in your home if you're indoors. So love the beach ball. That's Same thing. Stuffer, only yeah, that. that's a great idea to put it in a stocking stuffer, not blown up. Yeah. Um, scooter board on your belly, on your back. You know, they use those in PE classes for a reason. If you have a child who struggles with handwriting, um, belly time play on a scooter board will improve handwriting as it improves shoulder strength. You can also have them tie a rope to it, have them drag you around the house, have them drag, drag siblings around the house, um, tie the rope to something and have them pull the rope. There's so many things you can do with that scooter board. Um, also, so the next thing, which is, is the combination of like balance beams and stepping stones. Um, some of these were actually recommended to me for families because they were sick of me asking them to pull out their brownie pans and baking sheets, um, to have their child practice stepping on little curves, curbs or narrow surfaces. (laughs) And that's kind of how I came to realize that there were some reasonable options I love this one because it combines stepping stones and balance beams, and it could be used in countless ways to create obstacle courses Mm -hmm. and other stuff, you know, rolled up blankets or whatever. Um, It could just be manipulated a bunch of different ways. Um, One thing you have on this list um, that I am always so impressed by and wish I had done for my own children was is the swing that you put on there. And, and I've had families that have, put a swing inside their house, like maybe in the basement, you know, the dad has rigged or mom has rigged it up so that it's safe. But those kiddos that love to swing, don't be afraid to bring a swing into the house so that they can have that sensory movement input, calming, regulatory, you know, um, play available to them all year round. It doesn't have Correct. to just be weather. And I think any of our OTs who are listening will remind um, other listeners that when you look at that, hierarchy of how people learn vestibular movement is a big building block for higher learning Mm -hmm. and there's a reason why kids need to be on teeter-totters and swings and merry-go-rounds although a lot of them have been removed but this is a way to make that available to your child when they need it there's a large variety of swings that can be hung in a door frame in the house now or like Lacey said in your basement um so if you have an, a child who's really antsy with schoolwork, let them take a, sp- a swing break. You might be surprised at how much peace that brings to your home. Same thing with the ball. I added that because um, a lot of really smart teachers replace classroom chairs with large yoga balls. And we always kept one when our ch- children were elementary school aged in the kitchen. And after sitting all day, if they had homework, they sat on the ball um, It gives them movement that their body's craving and it helps increase attention. But I will tell you, we, we always have a big ball in our house. Uh, I guess just because I'm a PT, but when there are little kids over here, that's the first thing they go to and they roll it out on their belly. They're rolling off of it. They do back bends over it. They bounce on it. It's just kids love those giant balls. Mm -hmm. Same thing for the trampoline, just for that jumping input when they, especially when they can't get outside it's really important to encourage movement. And then 
I will tell you this, this is marketed interesting for carnival toss games. I love rings and cones and bean bags. And you can certainly do a game where you're pitching those rings to land on the cone, but there's so many other things you can do with um, this set. We might actually do a post or a podcast on that one day. You can jump over them. You can lift bean bags off your feet. You can transfer them from one side to the other in a crab position. There's, I mean, you can do sit-ups to get them off your legs. There's so, kids just love those basic loose materials to manipulate and, and add creativity to do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yep. A kid has to make the toy work. Love it. Exactly. But I will say, um, I love the nugget. I don't know if anyone is familiar with the nugget. I, I met the nugget during telehealth when a family I was seeing who has, um, four precious children actually has two ver- two of the nuggets, two nuggets, And the nugget, um, as you can see there, is a combination of cushions and wedges. And it can conveniently be made into a small little futon couch. So when you're having sleepovers or guests, there's a place for naps or rest or sleep. But the cool thing is, is that kids can stack and move and position those pieces however they want. And it is a favorite. I mean, these kids, one day it was a boat. One day it was a teepee. They lined their steps with it and had a giant slide down their steps. I was so jealous that my kids are the age they are now and that I did not have the nugget when they were younger because I could have seen us using this in endless ways. Um, so definitely check out the nugget. I'm a nugget fan. <laughs> okay. So next we have fine motor or visual motor gifts. What do you see there, Lacey, that you love? You know, I, um, this is kind of more your arena with the motor skills. However, I put the little guy on there, the little teddy bear with the zipper and the button and the lace and the, um, and the Velcro. I think this is kind of a classic toy that we don't see as much anymore in homes, but it still serves a purpose. I mean, any stuffed animal can be used in multiple ways, you know, for early imaginative play, for comfort, for snuggling, for labeling body parts. But this one then kind of works double time because it has those fine motor little, you know, attachments on it, like the zipper, like the buttons. Um, I like that. Yeah. And I think it's a toy again, that, that has been around for many, many years and has been adapted in different ways by many different toy companies, but it still definitely serves a learning purpose and developmental purpose, especially for those fine motor skills. Um, and can be a fun way for kiddos to kind of learn those kind of skills along with actually helping and assisting, you know, dressing themselves. But yeah, I like that little guy. I, you know, I think it's important for us to remember that fine motor toys, you almost have to seek out with a purpose because, because of choking hazards and liability, so many materials that really work, those fine, fine motor skills have been removed or adapted or changed. Um, And some of these, like, I love the Montessori tool set where Uh kids can actually hammer and use a screwdriver and, uh, one, because it's important to strengthen those hand muscles, but two, but I think they like to do real things. Um, and and that's, jobs. yeah, right. That's not a plastic tool set. That's an actual set that looks like the one they see mom or dad using. And exactly. And the that. magnets, um, <laughs> that, that might seem like a weird 
selection, but I will tell you, I have a collection of these. And when I work with older children who it's not a choking hazard for, they love them. They are super, super strong magnets. I mean, they will make each other move from inches away. And so you really have to grip and pull to pull them apart. But those are great toys for travel, you know, to keep in your purse or your car to keep them busy. Um, And children love magnets. They love to see what it sticks to in your house. These ones are just really fun to stack and are a really reasonable um, price. So those are a favorite for me on this list. Nicole, tell me about the little doodle notebook thing. I've never seen that before. It's It's a throw for a bed. And you can doodle on it. You can draw on it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Allocate, what do you think about that? I feel like you might like that. That is really cool. You would like that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you you wash it. Does the drawing go away and then they can draw something new again? Or is it? Yes, it's reusable. (gasps) Oh. So you could have a different bedspread every week. Right. (laughs) Or you could, you could. Do your homework on it. You could write a write a letter to your mom on it. I mean, think of all you play tic tac toe with your brother on it. Well, there's so many things you could do with that. That is really neat. I was wondering what that. I was thinking it might just be like one of those aqua doodle mats or something. No, it's an actual. And I, I mean, I think that's really reasonably priced for something that goes on your bed. Yeah, that was, was a. I was impressed with that. I also yeah. really liked the um, simple sensory bin toys. So those are just like scoops, tongs, you know, bowls that you could switch out for a sensory bin in a simple plastic bin or container. You know, maybe it's rice for a little bit. Maybe it's popcorn kernels for a little bit. Uh, beans. Yeah, beans. But I just, I love the, the quality of those basic scoopers. Yes. That's, that is a good one too, that I think will be used for a long, long time for a kiddo. Also, I've seen older kids really like that egg set. It is matching. So you have to match color and shape together, but I think mm-hmm. because they look like real eggs in a real egg container. Um, yeah. And that's something kids usually aren't allowed to touch. Yeah. I and think- then it can be used in the kitchen to pretend exactly. they're making- Yes, exactly. And um, that targets those same skills like maybe a puzzle would, but some kiddos get tired of puzzles. So, you know, like relating a shape into a whole, you know, a specific different. Yeah. Yeah, And the food, the food plates I think are just fun. Yes, they are. Just to rearrange. Those are just a fun gift. And you can't go wrong with magnetiles. They're a classic and a favorite for most kids. And there's a, a couple other things there for fine motor that we really like. Okay. You're up. Language is your area, my friend. What do you have to say? So, I mean, this list is not exhaustive. I could go on and on for days about my favorite (laughs) gifts that encourage language, but we had to limit it to some. And really because we weren't breaking it into age groups, that also kind of confined me a little bit, but I'm okay with it. I am. Um, So, you know, one thing I put on here was a dollhouse. And, you know, a dollhouse, the one I put on here is for a little bit older, maybe like two years and up because it would have smaller pieces um, to manipulate and, and talk about and play with. But I'm a lover of little people made by Fisher Price. They always have a dollhouse. So that would be appropriate for like, you know, nine to 12 months and up. 
The thing about a dollhouse that I love for boys and girls alike is that it allows kiddos to act out daily routines. They take that doll, they put it in the bathtub, it gets a bath. They put it in the kitchen, it pretends to eat. They, you know, it it just allows them to act out their routine that they experience every day. And that's how kiddos learn best is through that consistent daily routine. And then you can start, you know, the adult that's, you know, playing with them with the dollhouse can model the language that's associated with those routines. And you generalize, generalize that language to your everyday. So the dollhouse is just a classic toy that extends language, you know, beyond for kiddos as far as understanding and expressing. So you can never go wrong with a dollhouse. Same can be said with a barn. And I did put a barn on here with um, animals. This barn I love. I saw it recently um, over teletherapy with a family. A little boy just got this for his birthday. It has, it's a wooden barn and each barn door has a different type of latch. So it's also kind of targeting some fine motor skills, which is Oh, I love that. And it has the animals with it. You know, animal sounds are some of the first sounds that um, babies will imitate. And that's because animal sounds are simple consonant vowel combinations that are repetitive. Moo, moo, ba, ba, cluck, cluck, that kind of thing. So, um, and that's, you know, we, that's, we want kids to imitate verbally. That's one of the, you know, first things we want them to start doing. That's the first stepping stone to talking more. And um, so animals, any animal set is always a good idea. If it has a barn, then you again can extend that play a little bit, open, shut the doors, play hide and seek with the animals. You know, you can just do even more with it. And that'll be a toy, a barn and animal set is a toy that a kiddo plays with well into their preschool years. So it has longevity for sure. I I put a set of classic wooden blocks on here. We love blocks. We've talked about it already. I, For language purposes, I like blocks that have letters, numbers, but more importantly, other pictures on them. So you can talk about what you see other than just the numbers and letters because numbers and letters, those are, you know, cognitive skills, pre-academic skills that we really don't want to target a whole lot until a kiddo is closer to the age of three. Um, We want to work on more more functional words, you know, stacking the blocks up, 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 knocking it down, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And again, like we talked before, blocks can then extend into imaginative play, um, into school, the school years with, you know, math concepts, shaping letters by forming the blocks on the floor, that kind of stuff too. Um, A baby doll. It's classic. Every boy and girl needs a baby doll. I agree. Yeah. It's so much language can be modeled. Um, Ah, baby, pat, 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 feeding the baby, putting the baby to sleep. I mean, again, it, it, you know, allows the child to act out things. Pointing to body parts. I had a little guy the other day that just, he's never pointed to a body part. And I asked for a doll and he pointed to the doll's nose before he could point to his own nose. Absolutely. And, you know, that's because he can't see his own nose, but he can see it on the Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, a baby doll is is awesome for that. I often encourage families, if they have a baby doll that's all plastic, take that baby doll in the bathtub. Yeah. Talk about, you know, when you wash your child's arm, have them wash the baby doll's arm, you know, kind of imitating and learning body parts with the baby doll in the bathtub is always yeah, fun Yeah. If you're too. shopping for a baby doll or baby dolls, definitely look for a plastic one. Yes. Um, so I won't talk about all of them. Lastly, I'll just say about the doctor set. So um, that's more appropriate, like probably 18 months and up, but a a doctor set is really important. I believe an important tool or toy, I'm sorry, because it 
can familiarize your child with what happens at the doctor to hopefully, you know, kind of squelch some of the fear associated with going to the doctor, um, expose them to that vocabulary, get them used to that routine. And it is some of that early symbolic pretend play that we will see, you know, cause these are realistic props. So, um, so the kiddo, it's going to be easy for them to pretend with this set because it is kind of, you know, it does look similar to what they see at the doctor. And, and again, it's just, a, you know, exposure to that, that vocabulary, that better understanding of what happens when we visit the doctor, you can refer to playing doctor at home when you're at the doctor's office. So it oftentimes can just, again, help, um, you know, make the doctor visit less stressful for everyone if it's something that you've practiced at home. And again, those real props help your child to understand it better. So that's a, that's one I always, I often give a doctor set for second birthdays to a lot of my kiddos that I work with. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. This is a great list. You pick some good ones. Oh, do you want me to pick? It's hard. It's hard. It's like choosing your favorite child. How do you choose? (laughs) It can't, you can't, you can't do it. You can't choose. No. Okay. So learning gifts from home. Um, one thing that I added there, I know money and time are things that seem to you learn every year through the early elementary school years. And I feel like those are things that it makes obvious sense to have a tactile manipulative because otherwise it's just sort of abstract. Yes. Plus kids like money. So I found, um, a a money set, extra money to go with a cash register as a a way to work on math or money obviously could be used for adding, subtracting, whatever, multiplying um, the money and the cash register and also a clock puzzle, um, Mm -hmm. which adds in the fine motor as well. I loved the springboard Montessori board from manipulatives for counting and even higher level math there's a lot of definitive research that shows that children who are given manipulatives for math understand math concepts better because they have something concrete in front of them. And as a visual learner myself, (laughs) um, I, I, I'm drawn to those same, that concept proves true with the, um, counting bears and the cups, which can be used so early on with matching and sorting colors. But then again, grouping numbers, like there's so many ways those, those counting bears are helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing you're going to see, there's a Fuji film quick snap on here. (laughs) Um, disposable cameras are, are back in. Apparently I have a, um, beloved early twenties neighbor, who is really into disposable cameras, which we kind of laughed about. You're, you're going to pay for a camera and pay to develop film when you have this really nice smartphone. Um, but they're cool now and they give her some nostalgia because her smart parents used to hand her a disposable camera at the start of every holiday gathering and tell her how many pictures were on the camera and that she could choose to take pictures to document the family gathering or the holiday as she wanted, which she loved. They also said that it kept her, she was very busy and it kept her occupied (laughs) and behaved during the family gathering. But I love that idea. I mean, that's something we don't usually let little, little kids do. And in terms of learning, what if they took pictures about a topic they're learning about and made a book? 
Yes. And I will tell you, like, I, I wouldn't recommend giving the 18-month-old a disposable camera. However, I encourage families when they have an outing to the zoo or when they visit grandparents, go ahead and put those pictures, take pictures at that, you know, event or whatever it is, put them in a little photo book and then look at them with your child and talk about it, you know, build up, build language upon what they remember seeing and doing. And with an older kid, they can do that themselves. And then they can write a story, you know, it can turn into a writing activity for them based upon the pictures and what they remember. That's a great idea. I love that. I also Mm -hmm. love the Montessori letter sandbox. It reminded me of when my children were in kindergarten and first grade, they had a wonderful teacher who was Orton Gillingham trained. Orton Gillingham is uh, close to both Lacey and I, our hearts, but um, she would show them the letter and then they would trace it in sand and then they would lay on the floor and make their body shape like that letter. And then they would blend out the sounds of the letter on their arm. She would give it to them in every sense possible. You know, they could feel the letter, they could see the letter, they could move like the letter. And and we know that there are children who learn different ways and also the the as many senses as you can incorporate into a lesson, the better that child's gonna learn it. So if you're working on letters at home, make those letters fun with sand or shaving cream or something, some other kind of medium. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um it's time for the teens, ladies. Are you ready to talk? Fun music intro. Yeah, we need like a hype. We need hype music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sing, Allocate. Okay, so these girls picked a lot of these things. We're going to let them share with you. Layla and Olivia, welcome. Tell us about some of the items you chose and what your favorites are, what you picked, and why. So I'm looking at the diamond art right now. I did a few of those over quarantine and it was fun to just have, to just do. It took up a lot of time. It was just easy to do while I was watching something or talking to someone. And it was just a good way to keep me occupied. There's a lot too. There's a lot of options. We chose a sunflower one there, but um, you did a butterfly. There's there's a lot of different diamond art selections, even for adults. If you haven't tried that yet, you find it therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> and the end result was beautiful because I've seen it hanging in your house, right? Yeah. We, we just taped it to the wall. <laughs> yeah. But really, it was beautiful. And I mean, put that thing in a frame and give it as a gift. You yeah. could. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Olivia? Um, I like, um, I like the water speaker because I like to listen to music, but I always have to just bring my phone in and I have dropped it in the shower a couple times. What? <laughs> Don't tell your mom that. But, <laughs> you know, it's in the waterproof speaker. I can listen to music in the shower and it won't get ruined. And then I also like the, the portable photo printer thing. I like that too. I over quarantine started a photo wall. And I've had to just kind of print out photos like individually in little like five pictures at a time because I can't just print them all at the same time. But if I had that, it'd be a lot easier. I noticed too that a lot of those, um, the paper that you enter into that is sticky back. Oh, nice. So you could just like stick those right into a scrapbook or on the wall or wherever. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Sticky back pictures. You won't have to steal all my scotch. Let's talk about the succulents and the ivy ladies. (laughs) Okay. So these are very popular decorations right now. It's kind of just like a simple adding things to your room. There's also LED signs on there and LED strip lights that you can put in your room too. And it's just small things that will spruce up your room. It's just kind of like space fillers for your room just to put in. Like I have a lot of like little nooks in my room and my room's like shaped weird. So like putting like the ivies on one wall or like hanging some plants on it would just kind of fill that space. Hmm. While we're speaking of rooms, both of my girls have these LED lights at different places. Layla Grace's are lined underneath her bed. Gabriella's lined her closet. Are you into these LED lights, girls? I don't have like the actual LED lights. I have like fairy lights that I've hung around my door frame. And then I have some around my tapestry. Mm. My- so all lights, lights are cool. I joke that when all the lights are off in Layla's room, it looks like a runway, like for an airplane to land. That's what I was just thinking. Like her bed must look like it's going to like lift up in the air. Yeah, because it reflects off the wood floor. So it looks like a runway. Um, nice. What about your selections on here that might, and um, interest gentlemen. I see joggers, Nike sportswear. I guess Crocs are still cool. These are lined Crocs, like fleecy Crocs. Those are nice because it's cold. And then you like, you could wear socks to be extra warm or you don't have to, but people like fleece Crocs. Um, guys really like to be comfortable. There's not a lot of dressing up there. So maybe for the boys, you know. Yeah. So I think that lounge pieces are very nice to have just basic pieces that they can put with other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I put, this is Lacey, but I put this on there. Olivia, do you think that would be a good gift to have in our house? Um, I mean, nobody in our house really plays basketball. She's looking at the basketball, like the basketball hoop thing. Um. I think that'd be good for someone who actually plays basketball, but nobody in our house plays basketball. So I don't think it'd get used very much. All right. Then I won't buy it. Take it off the list, Lacey. I know boys that would enjoy that though. Like, you know, there's other things to do when you're stuck inside besides be on your phone or playing video games, you know, like that's where I'm coming from. A lot of my guy friends, they have that in their house and they use it a lot. That's good to know. Good to know. Good to know. What else? Would you like to talk about your silk pillowcase and your skin fridge? Your skin fridge? Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. So um, the silk pillowcase, I've won one of these for a while now. And mm-hmm. I've researched on them. And they're supposed to be really good for your hair, especially thin hair, which I have thin hair. Um, and then they also help you to not have acne and not wake up with staticky hair. So that would be a nice thing to have. And they have them in lots of different colors. So, yeah. And what about the fridge? Liv, you want to talk about the skin fridge? The skin fridge just like, it's something with keeping some of your products colder. It it makes them work better or something. I don't know. I never looked into it. I just heard that it was, it works. (laughs) You guys are going to have better skin at our age than... We have, don't you think, Lacey? For sure. 
I also yeah. think that we should say um, some of my favorite gifts to give teens are experiences, yeah. which is hard right now. But um, there's a couple teens in my life that I'm going to get like a training session or two. They're athletes and, and there's a training gym in our community that I'm thinking of. Um, the girls always like nail salon gift certificates to have their nails done. Um, what else? What about giving concert tickets when concerts are happening? Like that's a fun experience for teenagers. Are we going to go to a concert again? I hope we're going to go to a concert again. I hope so too. (laughs) What other, any other experiences you've heard of that, or gifts that aren't things, but gift certificates, they like Starbucks gift cards. Yeah. Gas Just money. any gift cards, really, to close shops for shoes, nails. Yeah. That's true. We can cross. We can cross promote. Layla does some work for Aha Boutique in West Virginia for teen clothes. There, if you want to check them out. Okay, so let's move on to the family fun fun area. Family gifts. I have to say. Um, I have a big family with uh, cousins, with kids, with a lot of different ages. So I've checked in with some of them because I trust their opinion. And hey, Clay, without a doubt, my cousin Monica said, absolutely, hey, Clay needs to be on your list. So I started researching hey, Clay, and now I want hey, Clay for our family. Um, It looks like there's an app that goes with it. She says it's just a really cool material. Um, The clay can become hard to make like a moldable figurine for people, your children or you um, to keep. So definitely check out Hey Clay. It came highly, highly recommended. Um, I also loved while we're on like the Play-Doh clay kick that there was a gingerbread house builder for Play-Doh because we love making gingerbread houses and making them with candy is definitely fun, but you can't really eat them after you've glued them and done things. And I love that um, you can make them with Play-Doh and then redo it later and make it different. This one got really great reviews, but they did say to buy extra Play-Doh for it. So we linked some extra Play-Doh there. Um, Family Feud got great reviews. And I think is even a game, maybe you could play remotely if you have family that you're Zooming or FaceTiming, but the recommendation said it is 10 times more fun if you have buzzers. (laughs) So that just seemed like a really good time. So we linked the buzzers and the buzzers really could be used for other games too. Yeah. Um, So for competition, the buzzer. Yeah. It makes it more intense, right? We're probably gonna be playing a lot of board games this winter. Yes. So I like that. And my family will roll their eyes about the Scrabble. Um, I, that's my favorite game. And nobody yeah. else in my house likes it. Does anyone in your house like Scrabble? We have played it a few times. We haven't broken it out for a while. But I'll tell you what. Last winter, they were play, all three kids were playing Scrabble. And my mama heart was so happy because they didn't even realize they were working on exactly and vocabulary and they were cooperative with each other playing a game like social yeah. language was. Yeah. I, I mean, love it, Scrabble. Yeah. And it's challenging at every age. So and there's lots of different versions of Scrabble. I, <laughs> there's really expensive Scrabble boards and there's really reasonable Scrabble boards. And this one is a little bit pricey at 99. I should just tell you it's because it has a plastic top where the letters don't slide. Right. But if that's not in your budget, don't let it stop you from getting 
Scrabble. Just play yeah. it on an even surface with a regular board because I definitely think it's worth it. What is the sock game? Tell me about the sock game. The sock game, we have this game. It's like there's like two socks and like there's like a bunch of different little objects inside you put in each sock. And so like you spin the wheel and it would say like you put in one hand. Well, like it says like try to grab like the car from the sock. So like you put one of your hands in and you try to find like the car and whoever actually gets the car out and gets it first, like wins that round. And like there's two little like figures that you move forward on um, a little board that they give you. And like whoever gets there first by getting the object first, like wins. Yeah. That's fun. That game is a lot of fun. My mother-in-law got it for us a few Christmases ago and we really enjoy it because you you have one hand inside the sock and then your other hand can feel from the outside, but you have to just depend on feeling. You know, you your mm. your eyesight's cut out, you can't the hear. OTs are cheering. Yes, it's really, I mean, it really, it requires a lot of concentration and then that competition, you know, you're, you're racing to beat the partner that you're going against. And um, so it gets a bit competitive in our house, but it is super fun and Ooh. I would highly recommend it because we'll it's one that you can play with younger kids too. It doesn't require, you know, it's Reading not a hard, hard or yeah, it's not a hard game at all as far as, you know, skill level, you know, you just have to be able to stick your hand in the sock and Super fun. Yes. I'll hey, look at I that. say um, we don't have Bananagrams on here, but Bananagrams is a great kind of spinoff of Scrabble where also there's letter tiles and you build letters um, for younger kiddos. You know, it's a good, it's a good family game that could include some younger kids and, and we have that one and I would recommend it too. Bananagrams. It's Layla, what, what game would dad say we left off this list? Settlers of Catan. So my husband loves Settlers of Catan. I don't know if we have any Catan fans out there. We definitely have differences of opinion on Settlers of Catan in this house. But our neighbor children love Settlers of Catan. If if that might interest you, certainly check it out. It's it's a favorite with like 50% around here. But the 50% who like it really like it. Have you guys played that, Settlers of Catan? No, but I've heard of it. And I think it might be one that Owen would enjoy. I need to yes, look in. I would agree. Strategic game. It's, like, str- it's strategy. You have to like, all I know is you have to like collect wool and what do you, you sell? Sheep. <laughs> what happens? I don't build houses. You build houses. I, have, I don't have the attention span. I haven't stuck with it long enough. If Brent was here, we could have him speak to Settlers of Catan. But mom and I haven't finished a game. Yeah, we have we haven't we we're not, we don't have the commitment to continue. yeah. Okay, all right, good. But certain people would definitely like it. So um, at the end of this blog post, if you didn't find enough here, we linked our lists from 2017, 18, and 19. There were certainly different items, and they were grouped different ways. But some of them are certainly classic toys that are still available. Um, We'd love your feedback. What would you add to this list? Whether you're a therapist or a parent or a kid, what are we missing? What would what would you love? Um, we'd like to kind of keep this as a collection um, online for people all through the year who are looking for gifts. So if you have any definite favorites that we've left off, be sure to let us know. 
Yes, please. Mauricio, do you have anything else to add? No. I don't think so. Happy Thank shopping. you girls for joining us. It's so fun to have you on our podcast. Thank you for having us. I think we should have you back again and maybe talk to you about other things. Yes. What do you okay. think? Um, Olivia's making a face. I'm not sure what she thinks. <laughs> she loves to talk. I don't know what the problem is. We'll have to think of some podcast topics for them to advise on. Maybe I always wanted to have them on um, as teenagers to, to give advice and real world experience to parents who are thinking of giving a phone to say a middle schooler for the first time. Mm-hmm. and ask them questions about technology and what life is actually like. Um, so we'll have to think about that. But anyways, we hope this has been helpful for you. Thank you so much um, for following us, for supporting our small business. If you don't already, check us out at milestonesandmiracles.com. We have a lot of things there. We have continuing education resources for therapists. We have a ton of blog posts. We have links to our social media. We have one, two, three, just play with me. That is available all the time on our website, free shipping within the United States. We can provide quotes for out of the United States. If you're ordering, be sure to order early our product or any product because we're hearing shipping is taking extra long this year. Um, Our product is also available on Amazon. So if you're using it, we would love your reviews and feedback. We would love you sharing this podcast with anyone you might find is helpful. And we hope that you just have a great holiday season. I know it's going to be really different um, for families this year for for different reasons. But but I do think, not to be corny, but I, I said it in the beginning of our blog post that our presence is, is more important than our presence. Um, but I hope that these ones are ones that will bring your family joy as you play together. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Say bye, bye. girls. Bye. Bye.